Well, welcome to our Monday's Experts Chat on Sky Sports Radio. And it's an opportunity, as I always say, to find out a little bit about the story behind a name. This next bloke we're going to chat to on Monday's Experts. Well, we've seen his name in form, guys, for many, many moons. He's been on this program, not on this particular uh, segment, but he's been on Racing HQ and Sky Sports Radio many times discussing his chances for the day and wins that he's had around New South Wales. Well, now it's time to hear a little bit about his story. Anthony Cavello joins me on Monday's Experts. Mate, thanks for joining us. That's ah, a pleasure. Your story. Let's take it right back to the start. No, look, we could spend hours probably talking about your life journey, so we're going to try and condense this in a, in a podcast in a little 30, 40-minute chat. Yep. Um, where did you grow up, and when was your first memory of the horse, the racehorse, that you can remember? Yeah, it started at Greystains, where um, parents still live. Dad had shares in horses with Ray Guy, um, Peace Officer, Tom Bamboo was another one, but Peace Officer was, uh, he won about four or five in Sydney, and, and that's probably what kicked it off. Then got a pony, had it in the empty block next door, and used to ride it around as as much as you could without getting run over. Uh, went to Ray Guy's, we, I went to the races many occasions, and then decided to small not real good at school so decided that i might just you know give this a crack being a jockey you know and you know the cousins and all that used to say you're going to be a jockey anyway so it sort of grew on me and um so when done time at ray guys at rose hill he he said he put me on and um done weekends and school holidays there and and it went from there and then uh, i was probably 14 and oh you could leave early back in them days um I was 14 and a half or something. Yeah. I said, Dad, just go in and tell Brother David I'm not going to come back to school anymore. And he and he did. And, you know, th- they all agreed because I was just, uh, wasn't real good at it, school. Not that I was a menace or anything, but just, you know, yeah. just wasn't. Your mind was elsewhere. Yeah, that's it. Things, I just, yeah. it wasn't registering. And um, But street wiseness, it, it was okay. But just that educational yeah. way, it wasn't real good. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I went from there and I, yeah, kicked on and first two years at Ray Guys and never rode a horse. Uh, then he started putting me on a pony and it just progressed from there. And I'd done six years with him. Wow. Okay, so let, let's go back to you getting the pony and stuff. What was it about the the horse that you were fascinated by or that you were interested in? What was it about it? Oh, it was just the awe. Oh, no, you, we used to go to the races. I, I, I can see it as plain as day at... Um, uh, Neil Williams rode him one day at Warwick Farm and Craig Hieronymus, which was funny that I ended up, I was good friends with his son, Adam, yeah. and we, we even um, had a unit together in Randwick for about six or seven years. It was ironic, but yeah, it was just that, the, the colours and the, the animal and, and we used to go to the race and Dad got me a pony, old Bobby, grey horse, stubborn bloody thing it was too, but, you know, but it, yeah, once you got that... Um, draw into it it, it yep. had me yeah and so your old man so there was always what the wireless on or you just there was always racing on during the week if he had horses or was it was it around or yeah no not really yeah. dad had greyhounds and we used to go to the dogs and you know yeah, like good the back of lithgow with you know and at bathurst and you know and it was just that racing thing yep. i think and um and then when i you know like as i said i wasn't great at school i wasn't tall and you know mm-hmm. it, you know so yeah i just I liked it, and we went to the races quite often because Dad had shares in a horse. Not yeah. that he was a punter or, you know, if he'd done $10, he'd be kicking the cat, you know. But um, just, I don't know, he just got roped in by my uncle, I think, with the shares. So, yeah. 
yeah, it was. No, uh, that's how it all kicked off. So you spent a couple of years, and it wasn't after. So what? You said what? Five, four years mm. until you actually got on the horse at. And was that in in a work sense, or was it you know in the bull ring? Well, where, where were you? Where were you jumping on? Oh, uh, that's right. We I used to. There was Max Guy Ray's brother who was uh, the absolute pinnacle of his team there because he was uh, he could just do things with he, he done the feeds you know back in them days you could give your horses vitamins but all in a good way without mm. you know you don't need to register you didn't need to sign it all down and all that and he used to do all of that stuff and I used to just follow him around and me and Max and hold horses for him and and then he used to break in the odd horse I used to you know he used to throw me over just stay you know used to Get over on your stomach. Don't try and get on it. Just on your stomach. If yeah. it froze you, it's a soft landing. Yeah, right righto, righto, you know. And, yeah. and just things like that. And we had an old pony called Gibbo that I used to just uh, take for a ride of an afternoon. It was a quite a... Back in them days, you could ride around the streets, you know. We were at Roseville, Oak Street, Roseville. And, and we could ride around the streets and the back alleys and up the park. There was um, Elizabeth Farm up the road and we used to build around there. Yeah. And, you know, it was a... But now you can't do all of that stuff. It's no. all on course and... But um, yeah, that's how we that's how we kicked off. And Ray Guy was a good fella, you know. Like he, he he I used to ride the pony around the track, leading people onto the course and all that, just to get a feel of everything and out there. And then if there was one quiet enough, I'd he'd say, "Righto, Papa used to call me. Get on, yeah, righto." First one I got on it, I fell, it stumbled, I went straight over its head. <laughs> I thought, oh, "Here we go <laughs> on the sand track." I'm going, "Oh, really?" <laughs> and um, anyway, got back on and off we went. But um, yeah, and it just progressed from there, and slowly, uh, it, we had 52 horses in work, so there's going to be a couple of quiet ones, and you sort of graduate, you know, cantering, then to pace work, and then to galloping, and out of the barriers, and yeah, look, it, it took a process of six, probably nearly 12 months of riding, doing that, before he put me on in a trial, Yep. and he always had this, um, you've got to be 17 before you're apprentice, mate, because when you come out of your time at 21, then you're a man. And I said, oh, okay, you know, I said, yeah, yeah, well, I, you know. Yep. You just didn't argue back then. There was no, no. <laughs> you know, you argue, you got to tell the backside. So, yeah, yes, boss. And, and uh, it just progressed from there. And, and you know, I, I think I'd done me, once I got going and gallops and learned to do it, I think I'd done me trials probably within three weeks. You know, I'd, I'd be, I'd done five trials each day sort of thing. You know, it was, we had so many. Mm. So it was, and you only had to do ten trials then. Yeah, and my first ride was at Canterbury on a horse called Willow Tree. Do you remember that like it's yesterday? That, yeah, that... yeah. Hey, okay, so let's t- take us back to the ride. So, do you remember what you were drawn? I was drawn midfield. Yeah. It was about a twelve eighty, and Willow Tree wasn't what, much good. What was the instructions like? What did oh, uh, what did I race? Can't, I can't, you can't just hold on. He said, "I think <laughs> just hold on." <laughs> you know, and I'm trying to take gaps that weren't there. On me, it was a brand new saddle, and I'm sliding all over the place, and I thought, oh. You know, it's, I hope it's got to get easier than this, you know. Yeah. And, and then, it, then it did, you know. Like, it, it was, it, it just happened so quickly, you know, that first ride. And it was just, all of a sudden, you know, it's all over and I'm back at home doing boxes again, you know. And, jeez, it's sad. It just all happened in a flash. And then you get the next ride and the next ride. I, I rode me first winner, I think I'm about my 14th ride. So I okay. took a few. And that was Vainglorious at Gosford. Wow. And then she was my first city winner. She was a good mare, Vainglorious. She won, you know, half a dozen races, and she carried me around on about three or four of them. So yeah. it was, it was a real good horse to practice with, sort that, of thing. That first win, like it's not like these days where you can get on the, 
the phone and Instagram and Twitter and all that. So, I mean, to, were, you, were your parents there that day, or did you get on the? Do you remember getting on the old uh, the trunk line afterwards and ringing up <laughs> mum and dad and saying we've done it? Or like, yeah, yeah, because no. because everything's instant these days. That's so right. That's right. You think right. about you would have won that race at Gosford. It wouldn't have been probably hours later until you. would You'd spoken to someone in the family and said, oh, we got that winner and you're that's beauty. That's right. No, that's right. But no, mum and dad were there. They, they followed me okay. a lot. Because I used to ride a lot of bush even back then, uh, Saturdays. We only get rode probably twice, maybe three times, Wednesday, yep. Thursday, Saturdays. And always a non-tabber on somewhere, Orange, Bathurst, wherever. And they used to take me, you know. And the boss was, yeah, yeah, get your dad, tell him you're going, you know, because, you know, otherwise he had to find me a lift sort of thing. Yeah. And, you know, so he was, and mum and dad were happy to do it, especially dad, you know, off we go. But, um, yeah, that first winner, I, um, they were there, which was great, and... And and I got into trouble for not smiling enough. But and I just thought, I just thought, well, who you hand? What do you mean? Well, when I came in there, I just saluted and tried to be yeah, serious, yeah. you know, like you know, that's business. That's how the that's what that's what the job is. I thought, yeah. you know, like well, it is. And you know, you got to ride winners. I know, but then you know, it's sort of then it clicked. You know, enjoy yourself more yeah. rather than being so serious with it. And and you know, it just unfolded. So what years are we talking here? This was back in 87, I think I was... 87, uh, 80. so late 80s. I come about out of my time, out about 91, 92. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about the dramatic change in what's you know happened since that point in yeah. terms of racing in this state to what it is now. Um, at what point, you see, you're ticking along, you're working for Ray, you're riding these horses. Are you getting opportunities from other stables back then or was it mainly just for Ray? Like no, a, um, well, boss was very good to me, but my second winner was here at Mudgee uh, Fair for Stephen Hood. Oh, oh, no, Mr. Hood, Freddie Hood was yep. the trainer, and Steve was a but Steve was a, was the man there with um, sweet sweet something or was he? Yeah, first, uh, my second winner was here, and it, this was the old track, nothing like this. Yeah, and she was. I think it was an old um, house that we used to get changed in and things and. And uh, I dropped the reins. I got the picture at home, the big loop in the reins. I've dropped one rein, and it's dangling down, and I'm still trying to ride this thing out, and it's one bit free and air. <laughs> anyway, anyway, they all said, well done for not panicking. I said, oh, well, I didn't know what to do, actually. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was, yeah, yeah, no, and, yeah, try not to panic, you know. And so, yeah, it was, that's, yeah, more or less how it's... That started. Yeah. All right, uh... What at what moment? So was it just a matter of just natural progression of it just ticking along and, and building up, or did you sort of come to a point where, you know, and we see it even these days with with young young boys and girls where they're in their time, they're obviously in that environment of working for a boss, but then when you come out of your time, you have to make a decision, right? Well, I'll I'll stay here or I'll go there. Yeah. When was that moment for you to just when you were sort of on your own, I guess, to yeah. to do your own stuff? Oh, uh, look, my boss was. You know, like, as hard as he was, he was a hard bugger, Ray Guy, you know. Like, he'd come home and Friday afternoons was his luncheon time and we'd all be prepared because he probably had a couple of, <laughs> couple of um, skewies and that, yeah, and off, we were all prepared and, you know, but then he'd come home cranky, but... And he's cranky a lot, me boss, but a lot of pressure on him too, you know. And back then days, you, you had owners that were good punters. So he had a lot of pressure on him too and, you know, but... Um, he used to put me on a lot, boss. We won a premiership at Kembla. I used to, I'd done a lot of riding for Brian Maple Smith and all, all the about the Rose yep. Hill sort of scene. But when I come out of my time, my boss, uh, he said, you stay with me, keep riding work, and I'll pay you. 
I said, okay, okay, that's great. And I was still getting me rides, full books at Kembla on Saturdays. And, and, and it was like that. I, I, I got rides in Sydney and everything, but never sort of got going, but rode me fair share of winners. Why do you think that is? Was, um, that, you? was that you personally? Like you weren't up and about for it? You weren't? Or were you, were you more interested in just sort of riding at your Kemblers and just doing what you had to do? or was it, Yeah. Because it seems like it turns up a notch. It, it goes from maybe being a bit of fun to mm. real it, it, over over the top seriousness. And people, you know, you, you're looking over your back. Uh, yeah. Oh, that bloke's yeah. trying to get me rides and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. It's a different world, that sort of next level. Yeah, it's pretty dog-eat-dog when you come out of your time. And, and, and it, yeah, I don't think I was serious enough. Myself thinking now, like thinking back now, I was always pretty well dedicated. I'd, I um, never once would I take a sickie for no yeah. reason. I was, you know, none of this, but I was probably enjoying life too when I come out of my time a bit. You know, I was riding winners and, you know, like I say, Boss would always have uh, his dozen runners at Kembla. Yeah. He won the premiership there a few times. Young and, single bloke too. <laughs> exactly yeah, right. So just you know, how good's life. That's, that's right. And I'll, <laughs> I'll move back in with mum and dad, as wog do, wogs do. <laughs> you know, move back in with mum and dad, and I didn't have to cook or clean or nothing. How and, good. You know, and, and it was just at Greystones. I was 10 minutes from Rose Hill, so I used to just ride work. And I still rode in town. I had my fair share. I rode a few for – then I got with Wade Slinkard and rode a few for him and – we had Kingstown and things that were going good in Sydney, and he'd put me on in Sydney, you know. But I just never went up to that next level. And I didn't mind it because I was still making a good living, mm. you know. I, I bought a house and everything, and yeah. and I probably managed it and keep going now because that extra pressure wasn't on me and just, you know, and, yeah, and I got through and, I, you know, I, I, I could have... I should have done more, but I'm happy that I never. Well, I was going to say, there's no, there's no regret. There's no, no regret. No. no, no. Like I'm still poking along. I'm 53 year old, and you know it's, um, you know, and I'm still enjoying it. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no, it's no regrets. Fantastic. All right. Uh, so that's all happening. You're back home, mum and dad. We're trying to put the, put a bit of a timeline here. You, I've obviously always had a. Um, a soft spot, I guess you can call it, for the bush. Yep. Uh, yep. And you've always been a, a traveller. So talk us through some of that travel. To start with, I mean, you get in the car. How many Ks do you reckon you were doing in those early years when you started committing to coming to Mudgies, riding at Warrens, Dubbo's, etc.? Because you're still obviously based in, in town? Yeah, I was based at Rose Hill or Greystones there at that time. But um, when I first came out, but there wasn't as much racing. Twice a week you probably rode. Yep. Wednesdays were Sydney, so if you rode, but Thursdays was provincial and Saturday was country or provincial again. So there wasn't much travelling. And if we went to Orange, um, Warren, it was we're on planes. The clubs would put put right. a flight on. You know them them cup meetings and even Mudgy would put a flight on. You know the, to um, just draw the city uh, folk up or riders and and. And you didn't do that much travelling back then. The, the travelling really started when I, um, well, I went overseas for a stint, and you sort of lose all ties then, yeah, unless you're top notch. Okay. Well, let's we'll come. So, so you you're doing what you're doing there in Sydney. You're mm. flying out here and there. When did you decide to then go over to? Was it you went to Asia, didn't you? I went to Asia. Before that, I went to when I uh, a little while after I come out of my time, I went and done six months in Yumea, which was just a. A working holiday, really. Just a party. Yeah, John Shrek, Mr. Shrek, he um, said... What was that like? That must have been... It was... We rode, we rode once a fortnight. 
So what were you doing? I was doing? as fat as mud, mate. Just fishing, just... <laughs> fishing and... and uh, having a beer and just relaxing. Oh, well, worrying about the races two days before the meeting. We used to ride race every second weekend, one day, every sun, second Sunday, and Friday I'd start scratching my head, start jogging. And was that a, was that a contract? So yeah. you were So there was no yeah. then financial pressure on you because you're just sitting in your... Me- I was single, I was... How did you get, get that? Uh, through John, John Shrek. Yeah. You know? It was... That racing would be still the same now. It wasn't yeah. nothing, you know. No one envy it tries to get there. No, there's no, no, you know. And I've been asked to go back and said no. Like it's, you know, a few boys go for a weekend, which because yeah. it's a good holiday. Yeah. But um, no, John Shrek, you know, he's the head steward back then, and he pulled me aside. He said, "Do you want to?" And and to his credit, he rang me on a few times. Are you liking it? You don't have to stay if you don't want. Just get on a plane. I made sure they gave you a return flight and. I said, no, it's okay, I'll see it out in six months. But I didn't go back. It was a bit rough and ready. You know, yeah. you're riding from Numia, Lafwa, Bulpuri, all these meetings, outback Kumak, where, you know, as dark as I am, I think I was the only white fella there, you know. <laughs> but, um, no, it was, a, it was a great eye-opener, and it yeah. was, you know... It's so you've, you've disconnected from Sydney racing by going there, and then did you come back to Sydney, or did you go straight from there to, uh, to Asia? I probably came back to Sydney for 12 months, and sort of slotted into what I was doing, and but then went to Asia for about, uh, yeah. No, I got married in the meantime. Yep. We went to Asia, the family and I, we all went. and Yeah, so we'd done about six, seven years there. What, what parts of Southeast Asia were you riding? We flew into KL, first yep. off, but uh, drove to Ipo, which is halfway. It's probably about 500 k's from KL. It's heading up north, and we were based there. And then, the, the, which was in the centre, because you go another 400 k's up north, you have Penang. So it was, was in the middle, and and you rode every second. You have one weekend off a month. So you rode uh, two weekends, it'd be in KL, two weekends, Ipo, two weekends, Penang. And we sort of travelled up, and that was great. The kids enjoyed it for a bit, you know, uh, with schooling. and But you're always in a different spot, you know, always yeah, in okay. motels, always well looked after, and... And um, you know, staying in resorts and things, and but yeah. you know, I had to work. We had yeah. to, I had to ride work a lot and working with stables, and so we'd done that for about six or seven years, and yep. it was good. It was um, a good money earner. Uh, you know, it's a lot of it was you had to be clicky with the place. Yeah, you know, it was, you imagine that. Yeah, you know, because Malaysia's not even on the. You know, I rode a few group winners there, group ones and that, but it's not even on the world stage, Malaysia racing, you know, it's not recognised really. Yeah. You've got Singapore, which well is, which is next door, they broke away yeah. and they run their own and, but where you got Malaysia, it's it's good racing, beautiful tracks, especially KL, sensational, like Canberra to ride around, um, John Shrek had a lot to do with that as well in the design of it and, you know, but it's just, uh, not world recognised, yeah. you know. Bits like uh, well, Macau is, but not as much as Hong Kong. Yeah. So you come back to Australia after that with with the family, the kids, yep. etc. Yep. How hard was it then to to slot in? You mentioned about your, your that disconnect. Yeah. Was it was it one of the hardest points you've ever had in your career? Yeah, because you got a bit of age on you then. So by then, I'm, oh, when I say a bit of age, by then then I'm about thirty, I guess, and. 31 and uh, yes are, are we talking late 90s or are we talking early 2000s early 2000s yeah early yeah. 2000s yeah so and, and racing's changed dramatically oh, in that time you're away as well mate you know but lucky was a oh, lucky i wasn't in a hurry like i'd done okay overseas so lucky i wasn't yeah. in a hurry and 
but you know, then we ground it away again. But then things went a bit uh, pear shaped with the family, with the wife, and things changed again. Mm-hmm. And that's when I um, uh, then we settled, we we separated. Um, still on good wo- uh, yeah. talking terms, and the kids are beautiful and all good. But you know, then she went her way. She went to live at Port Macquarie, and, and that's when I then moved to Ramwick, and I was there for about seven or eight years. And then that travel, we were talking about it off air, so you obviously, to get back into the swing of things, you started to, to come out of these meetings, because the meetings had increased, they weren't just, you know, the Wednesday, Saturdays and here and there, it was every day there's something That's on. That's right. That's right. Um, it probably was a good idea at the start, yeah, and the yeah. bank account's looking yeah. good, but mate, what about mentally? That yeah. must have just cooked you the driving. Oh, just draining, mentally draining, mate, but... Um Talk, talk us through a week, like, like, like one of your most hectic weeks. Talk us through. Like, yeah, what you I was to working for, um, I was writing work for Graeme Rogerson at the time and he was doing a lot of work for Sejano. And and we had a good, you know, I was getting well looked after. And what made it a bit easier is they looked after me well with the pay and, and worked in together. And what made it easier for me is I'd travel to Dubbo right. and come back, ride work the next morning. But if I had to travel that extra few hours, like six hours to Canamble, you know, and or Coonabarabran, or Warren. So hang on, so you would go, you'd what, wake up... I'd drive work. Ride work. Mm-hmm. At what time do you start? So 3 o'clock? Yeah, we wake up, be at the track by half past 4. So 4.30, yep. how many horses would you work? You'd do as, I'd, I'd say, look boys, I've, I've got to be gone by 7. So whatever I could get in, 4 or right. 5, 6, 7, whatever. Six. So then you're yeah. in the car, mm. uh, driving to Canamble yep. to get there for the first. Yeah. Yep. You'd ride what, 7 or 8 or yep. 6? Yep. And, and then you... And then, so what time was the last? What, what oh. You'd be leaving at, what, 5.30, 5? Well, you would winter. make it home. I would make it home because that's how I was, you know, I could work him good with Graham. And, right. And but on some occasions, were you then coming back, driving back after the races to ride work the next most morning? Most times I'd be back. Most times I'd be back, yeah. So yeah. what, you're leaving Canamble at 5, say? 5 o'clock, yeah. Getting yeah, home. Yeah. What time are you getting midnight. home? What? Midnight. And yeah. then getting up to ride work at... Yeah. But I always had the rest of the day to myself. You know, you're young and I know it's tiring and things and that, but, you know, you could do it back then. You know, yeah. you're young and, you know, now I couldn't do it. You know, no. I flat out ride and work twice a week now. So. Do you reckon that's too much, though, even for a young bloke? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, but, but, it was, but it was on myself. Like, I didn't have to ride work. I didn't have to, you know, like, a, so I, I took it on myself and I'd done it for about three or four years, five years doing that. And then I stopped writing work and just living at Ramwick for the last few years. And then just, um, oh, I've done a bit of work for Kevin Moses, you know, yeah. a couple of mornings a week probably. Yeah. And, you know, just keep keep your head in it. But, um, and then after about six, seven years, I had enough and I sent a little place for sale. In Mudgee? Near Mudgee and I said, that's me. Perfect. Yeah. And you're out near the dam uh, mm-hmm. here in Mudgee and you were saying you I think when I interviewed you a couple of years ago, you said, oh, no, I bought this place, do a bit of fishing and all that and... How many times has the rod been in the dam? <laughs> yeah, look, I've got a boat there and <laughs> cleaning the cobwebs off it. But uh, look, I've been in a few times this 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 season, but yeah. it's not as inviting as it once was, and you know. But you know, but it's yeah. Look, I, I can't sit still. That's half yeah. my problem. You know, even before I come here to see you and talk to you, I've done the hedges and I'm mucking around, done a few lawns, and then all of a sudden I'm doing next door's lawns because. They're an elderly people, and I'd help them out. And, you know, like, it's, it gets a bit boring. I'd look, I, I sort of thought I'd retire out 
out this way, which I'm happy to, but you've got to keep doing something. Yeah. It's just hard to stop. Well, you, I'm not, I'm not putting the, the nail in the coffin yet no, with retiring. No. You're still yeah. riding. But have you thought about what you might do after riding? Are you going to be... <coughs> pardon me, are you going... Would you go into training? Would you go into... You know, trying to get a job with Racing New South Wales as an you know a, to, to work with younger jockeys coming through. Like your mind must be ticking about yeah. the next phase. Look, um, the thought about it, I don't think I'd want to go into with jockeys with apprentices and that. I'm more I'm happy enough to help them now and talk to them and that because yeah. I haven't got the nicest style on a horse, mate. <laughs> They're going <laughs> to you know. So, but you know, but um, I thought about it. I I wouldn't go into training on my own. I would like if if I was to go in it to be partnership. Yep. I think it's just. So too you much. have thought about that then? I thought about it, and I and and bugger Cody Nestor for quitting the game because <laughs> was that so that was you were thought that oh, was I in could... the pipeline. Yeah. And um, well, he hasn't quit yet. He no, might be no. back. That's right. That's right. He's hoping because he's a bloody good trainer. I'd like to see that combo actually, Cavello yeah. Nestor. And oh, I was happy enough to <laughs> click along and write a bit of work, and you know, just. You know, I didn't want no. I, I didn't want my name up there or anything. I just, I'm just happy to help out. So, you know. isn't it funny going back into a role like you had with Ray when you first started before the apprentice, the apprenticeship started? So you wanted yep. to go back into that sort of track work. Yep. Yep. Role having import and um, you know acquiring cl- yeah, that's, that's that's all fascinating. That's all. So it's like a three sixty. Yeah, yeah that's right. You know, it's all I know, mate. You know, yeah. I've, uh, I've never done anything else. So it's no. I've, you know, my education's not the best, um, but uh, but dealing with people... You keep saying your education's not best, mate. You're pretty flash-dressed and you've got a nice red youth <laughs> over there and you're living on a, you know, got boats and stuff. You're uh, going look, right. l- like I tell people, mate, you don't have to be the sharpest tool in the shed as long as you're in the shed. And, that's right. And as long as you, you're streetwise and got your wits about you, that's, you know, that, that'll get you through life more than somebody sitting in an office. Let's talk about um, best horse you've sat on. Yes, um... Well, nothing flash, Potrero. Silver Award was one of my best favourite horses. Yeah. He went about seven in a row back with the boss. I used to ride him work, and Brucey Compton went on him. He was his first, Ray Guy's first runner in the Melbourne Cup. And wow. Run midfield, and oh, he never had another runner after that, but it was a, it was a real buzz, you know. Okay. And, and uh, yeah, nothing flash. A, a, a good horse in Malaysia I rode, a horse called Jimmy Express. You know, when he won, he won be six, seven, eight lengths. You wow, know? He was okay. fast. Very fast, probably the fastest horse I've ridden, but um, nothing real flash, really, mate. You know, as I say, I was just a middle caliber rider and a decent bread earner sort of thing. And what about your the best moment you've had on a racetrack? Uh, probably Penang one day, I rode five winners and just things like that, or even Wellington, uh, New Year's Day, five races. I rode four winners, but the other race was a no race, so I rode the program. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> yes, there was a there was a fall. There was a, a distance race, seventeen hundred, and there was a fall at the jump, and so uh, they couldn't get the barriers off. And anyway, they're waving their arms and Gordon pull up, pull up, and I was gone anyway. You know, like I was gone at the half mile. My horse, who was going to run last? Anyway, they called it a no race, so I rode the program. So you rode the program. <laughs> yeah, good. So, uh, what about worst moments? I mean, we talk about those falls. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't, we don't have to go into the detail, but, no. our, you know, they happen too in a period of your life when it would have been tougher to, re, you know, yeah, recuperate. Yeah. Um, did you think you were gone? I'm not saying... Yeah, I know you know, what you're I'm saying. I'm not saying yeah. in, in life. No, I'm just no. saying, but did you think... You had enough, yeah. Th- this is yeah. This, this game that 
the only thing I know yeah. is about to stop. Yeah, well, the first thing I had in my head was having a race fall or falls is inevitable. It's like car racing. It, it, they can, they're going to... Have uh, a crash, If yeah. you're going around enough times, you eventually can... Yep. Bad luck has it. You're going to have an accident, motorbike riders. And same as horse racing, you know. Um, my worst fall was at Wellington. It was one, one of my good friends, and he, he'd hate me for mentioning his name, Bobby Howe. trains out here at Ralston, out the back here. And I think he copped... He was worse off about it than me because he was so, he's so affectionate, good person. Anyway, I, I fell and I broke my jaw, my collarbone, and, you know, it was... I woke up four or five hours later in Dubbo Hospital. And, um, oh, look, uh, you know, I was still living at Randwick at the time, and, you know, and I used to just wobble up to uh, Prince of Wales Hospital, get me whatever done and this and that. and But I never really thought about giving up. I didn't... It, it never, yeah. never really... I didn't know what else to do, but anyway, but I, I mended good. I was in, I was, I was healthy, and I mended yep. good, and I, I never really thought about it, and just got back riding work again. And my first ride back was a winner at Bathurst. So, was there any mental fear? Like you know how we think we 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 hear from trainers that say you know if a horse has um, had an had an injury or a problem, and then they mm. you know want to lay in, they get nervous. They don't yep. want to you know. What about you mentally? Did you get back on the horse track work and go, oh, jeez? Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. First first few rides, yeah, even in the race, you know. like. But um, what it does to you, too, having these incidences is um, you're more aware in a race. You'll see kids going up and, you know, I'll, I'll talk in a race. I'll say, hey, hey, you know, you're a bit close or, you know, come back you know, come back a stride or, you know. And you can see what's unfolding in front of you now as you get older and more aware and, and, and you'll just... I won't follow that one. I'll just ease out a bit through yep. deep, or maybe I'll, I'll follow this one. That's going to be that's you know you sort of because you don't want to be checking and you know you no. want your horse having a, a free rolling run anyway. But yeah, but you're more aware of what's going on around you now, which yeah. is you know it's. But um, look, I, I, me nerve hasn't gone yet, so I'm I'm still enjoying it, and um, you know it's um, I've teamed up a little bit with Gaynor Williams now since yeah. Cody, and she's lovely to ride for, and Frank's you know he's a Sort of a quiet achiever, Frankie. Don't say much. If you can get Boo, that's a good conversation with Frank. <laughs> uh, but they're a good team, and they're good to ride for. And yeah. There's no argy bargy, you know. I don't get cranky. I said, oh, you know, Gainer, if owners want someone else on it, I understand. It's it's the way racing is now. Yeah. I understand. I'll still ride work. It doesn't matter. I can still ride at work. If he does the wrong thing, I might get back on. I might get on. So, uh, but you know, and that's how I roll now. It's there's yeah. none of this kicking a tin because you never got on a ride. You know, I wasn't even sure if I would be back on, on this mare in the, in the country classic on here at Mudgee. You know, again, I said, no, no, all good, you know, like, you know, you know, um, I know they, the riders would have been ringing for the ride and city yeah. folk and I'm not, I know Huey's coming up. Do we know what he's riding? No, no, not no. yet. Of course, we're pre-recording this, uh, oh, okay, just chat sorry. now, but that's that's yeah, all right. But um, edited, yeah. but so anyway, who yeah. knows? You might be uh, you might be cheering at this time next week. Oh, that's <laughs> let's on hope the so. Port. <laughs> You'll be on the board. <laughs> let's hope so. But yeah, yeah, you know. But no, I'm in a in a relaxed mode about racing now, yeah. which which I think helps me get through. You know, and that's what you've got get, to be though. Yeah, you seem yeah. relaxed. You seem like you're just in. You, you seem like you're enjoying life. I, I do, and I love the social side of it too. Yeah. You know, like. You know, owners and and dealing with people, and you know, you know, it's. I really couldn't tell you who's my worst enemy, what enemies I have. You know, there could be the odd person I don't talk much to, but you know, it's it's 
it's nothing. It's a good way to burn, it's mate. Nothing, nothing spiteful or, you know, there's probably people out there that don't like the way I rode or something <laughs> that <laughs> wouldn't agree. It's a good but, way you know. to be, Chock. Yeah. Um, two more things before we wrap it up. Um, racing in New South Wales, we, I know we harp on about it, but, I mean, you are riding now for more money than you've ever ridden for in, in parts of the country that, you know, have just seen a massive increase, not only in the quality of horse, but the quality of the prize money, the infrastructure, etc. Can you believe, you know, that you're racing here at Mudgee for 150000 and then the potential to race for a million bucks here and there? Like, it just must be extraordinary. Oh, look, it's just happened overnight, really. It's, um, ever since the, well, Peter Valandis is probably... He's the one that deserved the pat on the back, which went to war with Betfair and with the taxing and all that. So it happened ever since then. And, um, well, what it's done for me is I don't have to ride as much. Like, I don't have to travel as much as I once did, and but still earn. Yeah. Earn the same with the prize money going up. Um, jockeys' fees go up probably every few, two or three years, you know, go up with the times. And it just, you don't have to be greedy. Yeah. You know, let people, you know, on Friday I'm going to Canberra for one ride because I, I, I like the horse a bit and things and that. But uh, I said to the manager, look, don't, you know, beat your head against the wall to find more rides and that. Like, if you can get a couple more, okay. If not, doesn't matter. Um, but, you know, I, I try not to be too greedy and just, just yeah. Get on nice horses that you like and, and hopefully the results will yeah, pay their way. Let it unfold in front of you a bit. You know, I, I find if you try too hard and you worry too much, it doesn't happen. And, you know, just let it come to you. Like, you know, like, I just work with, I work with good people. Uh, you know, most people around here, Mudgy, Mark Milton, you've got Bathurst, you've got the Ryans, you've got McCabe's and Dean Murphan, you know, yeah. like, all these country folk. You go further west, you've got, you know, all these people out of Gill and that, like, everyone's here for the same reason. We're all trying to make money, earn a living, you know. If someone beats you, good on you. Yeah, you know that's. I like it. I like the philosophy. Last question, because it's. I've been sitting here thinking. Uh, I know you're from Italian heritage. You mentioned your mum and dad uh, there. They're still kicking away down at Greystones. How does uh, an Italian son be so skinny as you, mate? I'd be. I would be as big as a church. <laughs> I'm already. I'm already the size of a. Oh no, mate! The, the spread mum must be putting on at home. Gee, next time if there's a spare seat, I'll kick up. <laughs> I'll kick up. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, yeah she's a good cook. Um, but, uh, look, mum and dad aren't tall and they're not real big, but they're frumpy, but not big. And, uh, <laughs> you know, because they're in their 70s now or a bit older. And uh, But, yeah. I, I, just always been just, just, uh, just a twig. Oh, look, my sisters aren't big. Be careful. You've got to be careful. Be careful. My sisters aren't big, but. But I reckon you teach your body yeah. to be, because it's, you know, you're sitting in here in a van talking to people. Talking to people. You know, I've got <laughs> to be light. Going to pubs. And, <laughs> yeah, I know. I've got to be know. light. I've got to go. Yeah. I've, I've got to be fit. I've got, and it helps not to sit still. Mate, I'll go home and have me a couple of beers tonight, maybe four. You know, like, uh, I, I can't remember the last time I went to the races without breakfast. Yeah. Oh, I think it was. It was the last time I went on Zoo Station when I had to ride 53 kilos. It was the yeah. only time. Wow. But, mate, I couldn't. I probably couldn't do it if I was big and had to waste all the time at my yeah. age. I think that's what stopped Greg. You know, a lot of um, he, he was he was the best out here, Greg. And, Greg Ryan. Yeah, Greg Ryan. Sorry. Yeah, and, and he had to he had to 
he used to lose two, three kilos a morning for the races. You know, he, he wasn't tall, but he was just, you know, I think uh, middle age spread got to just him. Got him. And, yeah, and he and you know, but you know, it was a credit to him, but. I think it just got the better of him a little bit yeah. there at the end, and you know, like he could have retired twenty years ago. Come on, let's be serious here. But and he was, you know, so. But um, yeah. But myself, I, I try to keep busy. I walk a lot. I, you know, I'm not one for sitting still. Yeah, no. It's, you know, and even at the races, you know, you you try to keep moving. You know, you're outside. If you in the country races, you can be outside talking and you know sitting there or drinking and eating. It's mm. you know. Mate, I've been absolutely wrapped with this chat, and I, we could keep going and going and we going. We could, yes, yeah. Um, and I want to do it again. I think we'll have to have a part two, a part three, a part four, because <laughs> yes. uh, you've you've been an ornament to New South Wales racing and the support that you've given all of these places. I mean, here you are today, you're pumping up the tyres of the Mudgee Race Club, and just from what you're saying, I think you're going to resonate with a lot of people listening today, mate, and it's good to see you happy and enjoying life. Oh, look, you know, I, 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 look, I owe a lot to racing. You know, it's, it's gave me a great life, and, you know, it, it's, you know, had me ups and downs in it, of course, as anyone does in life, but, you know, I owe a lot to racing, so if I can give that little bit back, I'm more than happy. Anthony Cavello, thanks so much for joining us on Monday's Experts. It was a pleasure.